My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 95. We're talking about why Instagram finally is hiding likes and what you'll need to do to change your Instagram strategy to kind of go with the flow. Now in November of 2019, Instagram did start hiding likes for some of their US-based users. So if you've noticed that little number below each image you post is nowhere to be found unless you're logged in as yourself, rejoice with me because the likes that your posts get on Instagram, well, they were only ever a vanity metric. They've never had a bearing on the success of your design, staging, or workroom business. I am seriously over the moon happy that Instagram is finally taking steps toward removing their most addictive and harmful feature. Now on today's episode of The Kate Show, I'm sharing how this is going to affect your business Instagram account and what you need to do to be ready when your likes disappear. Because you might still be able to see your likes and everyone else might be able to as well, but change is in the air guys, it's coming, so let's be ready. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. The fancy term for Instagram's removal of post likes, quote unquote, is called demetrication or the removal of the metrics. Now, according to Instagram headquarters, their chief officers are concerned with how obsessed Instagram users have become over garnering attention on the platform. If they post something and receive positive feedback via the likes, they feel validated and important. Now, if they post something that for whatever reason doesn't earn as many likes, they, meaning you and me, end up feeling less important. Now, for some people, this is a real issue. It leads to depression and even self-harm. For some businesses, attaining likes and amassing followers has been worth hundreds to thousands of their marketing budget, giving way to a lot of unscrupulous bots and businesses that will let you buy likes and followers and really just create a completely fake presence on Instagram. Even more concerning is the fact that some people have been able to grow enough of a fake following that they've become quote-unquote influencers based purely on these vanity metrics. These people get paid to promote certain brands or products to their fake following, a following that won't purchase because they're not the right type of audience and they might not even be actual humans. In essence, this dishonesty is really stealing from the businesses who hire influencers to promote them. It also gives the authentic and the genuine influencers on Instagram a bad rap. Are you guys seeing the problem here? Something as seemingly trivial as Instagram likes has led to the rise of attention-hungry, obsessive, depressive users, kids and adults, individuals and businesses alike. It has led to unscrupulous business activities and fake online presences. So, I am very glad that Instagram has decided to remove this feature. They say they're just testing the removal of likes, but quite honestly, it's clear now they are just gradually making them disappear for everyone as their end goal. Now let's talk about how hiding the likes affects your Instagram plan as a business. Here's the bad news. Just kidding. There's actually no bad news. You guys thought I was going to say something awful, didn't you? (laughs) Okay, so now that your likes are hidden or will soon be hidden, you and the rest of us can start focusing on posting things 
that are actually important instead of just posting things because we think that's what people are going to double tap on. For those of you who might be concerned that you won't be able to figure out what content your fans like if they can't all click like, keep in mind that you personally will still be able to see the likes on your posts and people will still be able to like your post, but not everyone is going to see that, oh, a hundred people liked your post today. And besides, you really shouldn't be using that vanity metric as a guide for what you should be posting. Before you take my word for it and you think, yeah, well, it doesn't matter to you, Kate, but it matters to my business because, well, you know, there are honestly a lot of excuses why people want to chase the likes. So I'm not even going to get into that. But what I want you to do is consider the words of an entrepreneur far more experienced than me when it comes to this. Her name is Jenna Kutcher. Now, in early November of 2019, Jenna, a self-made millionaire, marketing guru, and educator for creatives, posted the following statement on her Instagram feed. Popular doesn't pay the bills. If you looked at my account purely from vanity metrics, you would tell me that my business posts do the worst. My posts that usually perform the worst are actually the ones moving the needle the most because they're reaching the right part of my audience, the one that's ready to take action. I'm pumped to remove the vanity metrics to focus more on the needle movers. I could not have said that better myself. I want you guys to actually go follow Jenna if you are able to right now. Just go to at Jenna Kutcher on Instagram. This girl keeps it real and she has such a level of authenticity that is one of the biggest reasons she's become so very successful, not only on Instagram, but also in business in general. Now, let's get back to my own thoughts on why Instagram fans and likes really just don't matter much anymore. Well, number one, likes don't actually indicate how many people are interested in you or your services. They only indicate how many people chose to double tap on your image. Do you click the heart on every photo or caption that inspires you? Do you stalk a company's Instagram and leave comments when you consider working with them? I bet you actually don't. I know I don't. You, me, and a large portion of social media users are what the marketing industry has dubbed quote-unquote silent stalkers. We know what we like, but we don't have to double tap to prove it. We check out the feed of someone we like. If we want to work with them, we either direct message them or we click through to their website and contact them that way. Number two, most fans don't indicate that you're going to get more leads. In other words, just because someone likes your post doesn't mean they're going to hire you. They might literally just like your photo. It's the people who check out your bio and click through to your website that matter the most. And that's why it is critical that your website is offering a freebie, an email opt-in, or some other sort of lead magnet that captures their contact information. Because you absolutely need to control the fact that Social media is just step one in the sales funnel, and its job is to send the right potential clients to your website. But then your website has a very important job too. The website has to capture their information. Otherwise, it doesn't matter how big of a following you have on social media. You're not doing yourself any favors if you can't get their information. So if you've probably noticed, you have zero control over your Instagram and over your fans, but you have complete control over your mailing list. That's why the website opt-in is so important. Number three, Instagram is a platform for social connection and not a barometer of success for your business. 
don't expect people to like or comment on your photos if you aren't doing the same on theirs. Instagram really isn't a place where we can treat our posts like ads or throw out promotions or run sales, but that's how some of us business owners tend to treat social media. And it's no wonder we're hungry for the likes, for some indication that our content matters to someone besides us. So guys, I want you to really think about what you're posting. Are you posting something that is likable? Are you posting something that will actually get the attention of your target client? Or are you just posting something because you have no idea what else to post or because you think running a quick sale or an ad type post is going to garner some business? The truth is it won't. And if you've tried it, you already know. So let's then talk about what you should be posting on Instagram, especially since the like feature is going to disappear from public view. If you want to be successful on Instagram, you need to get clear on what that success would even look like. Clearly, success isn't garnering tons of comments or likes or fans. So then, what is it? Let's try something that we can actually measure. So first of all, in a given month, I want you to track how many people find your website because of your Instagram feed. You'll need to look at your website analytics for this or use Google Analytics. Now, instead of silently following brands and other businesses or people that you'd like to connect with, make sure that you actually create collaboration or referral partnerships with these people beyond just clicking like. Actively share their posts in your stories. Send them a direct message when they post something relevant to you or to the partnership that you'd like to initiate. Connect with them via email or even offline. Instagram can be a conversation starter, but it should not be the only way you communicate with or meet new people. You really need to make sure that you're treating your fans on social media like the well-rounded people they are in real life. If you want them to hire you, you need to make sure your Instagram posts cover three crucial categories, personal connection, proof of concept, and purposeful guidance. In other words, share yourself, your portfolio, and your tips. As a designer, a stager, or a workroom, you should naturally lean toward these types of posts anyway. Now, we're going to take a quick break, but before we do, I just want you to know you should not let these changes to social media scare you. Instagram, Facebook, and other platforms will always change, and they won't be around forever. If you're running a business, you can use social media as part of your marketing, like the beginning of your sales funnel, but it should not be the main focus of your marketing. Instagram's decision to remove likes from public view should be a reminder to all of us that chasing popularity has never ever created lasting success and that a true business consumer relationship is nurtured far beyond the screen. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I'm going to describe in more detail exactly what you should be posting on Instagram. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more, ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high quality marketing and you deserve to get your time back. 
There is no contract required for this service, so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. Out of the many, many marketing questions I get on a weekly basis, what to post on social media is one of the most common. That's because we know how to talk to people in real life, but for some reason, when we get on social media as business owners, we draw a blank and we think, oh, well, I guess I could tell people that I'm offering a free consult. I guess I could tell them I'm running a sale. But all that does is take you, the person, the most important aspect of your business, completely out of the picture. We don't want that to happen. Instead, you want to make sure the content that you're posting is hitting those three points I mentioned before the break. You need personal connection, you need proof of concept, you need purposeful guidance. So let's break each of those down. Personal connection is the most important and it's the one that most people are <laughs> the most afraid of doing. But personal connection means that you're sharing a photo of yourself and or your team and or your family weekly. It means showing your face. It means showing up as a real person. And in the caption, you're not necessarily talking about the services that you offer or how long you've been in business. You're sharing something that is truly personal and not in a way that makes you or anyone else feel uncomfortable, but it could be as simple as how you and your family celebrate the holidays or it could be one of the struggles you had in your life that you were able to overcome, especially if it's something that would encourage your readers. Now make sure that you're posting that once a week. So that means every month you need to go find four images of yourself or your family or your team. The second is proof of concept. This is where you can share photos of your work. Now, if you don't have a large portfolio, remember, you can share photos of your work again and again. It's not like you should only post it once and then never post again because people don't see everything that you post on Instagram. So it's OK to reuse your own content. It's also OK to share content from people that you admire. Just make sure that you tag them in the post so that it doesn't look like it's not your work or excuse me, so it looks like it isn't your work. I do get questions about that quite a bit because people are like, well, if I use a stock image, if I use someone else's photo, I don't want to look like I'm trying to come across as shady or dishonest. And that's good. I'm glad you don't. But what you can do is clearly state in the caption that you really appreciate this work by such and such and then tag them. Or if it is more of a stock photo and you're not sure who took it, you can just say, I really appreciate how the designer of this space or the stager of this space did X, Y, Z. That way, people can still appreciate that image along with you and they can look at your commentary on it, but they do know it's not your work. Okay, that is very important. Now, purposeful guidance is another really important thing to touch on every week because this sets you up as a leader in your industry. Whether you are a stager, a designer, or a workroom, you do have tips that your ideal client would benefit from. So take one little nugget of helpful information and either put it in a caption with a nice photo or put it on just a text only sort of image, which means that you can create these in Canva really easily. You can have a colored background or a white background and then put your text on there and then post it. This is a really great way for people to get little wins from you, such as, hey, real estate agents, did you know that by simply repainting the front door, it increases curb appeal by 
you know, X percent. I mean, you could say something so, so simple and it might be common knowledge to you, but that's because you're a professional in your industry. The average person coming in is like, oh my goodness, that's a brilliant tip. I really am, I need that. I'm going to go use it. Then when they use your tip and they get success from it, they're going to be like, wow, I need to keep following this person or I need to call this person. I need a consultation. And guys, honestly, this is what I've been doing in my business since about two years in because the two-year mark is where I figured out what on earth I was doing. And I'm able to offer those little tips that give you guys the wins and then we usually end up working together. Isn't that awesome? It really is. Because there's nothing salesy or slimy about it, you guys need to offer real wisdom on a weekly basis to your following to prove that you do actually know what you're talking about. And when you mix that with the personal and then your portfolio, you come across as a real human being who really knows her stuff and who really wants to help people. It also is a good way for you to narrow down who your target client is so that you don't end up with a bunch of the wrong clients. So before you post anything else on social media, make sure you actually know who your ideal client is. Take the time to figure out where are they living? What type of home do they currently live in? What problems do they have with their home? How do these problems affect them mentally, emotionally? How does it affect the use of their home? And what sort of income does this person have? And what are their beliefs? What are their priorities? You can go on and on, but gather as much detail as you can about this person. That way, when you get on social media, you know what to post because you understand what sort of tips they need to see. You understand what they're going to like the most from your portfolio and you're going to understand what personal aspects of yourself you can share with them to really help increase that no like and trust factor even before they ever get on the phone with you. I know this is a lot guys but that's why I am always reminding you through this podcast and through email and through my private Facebook group you don't have to post on social media every day you just need to post about three times a week which means every month you need four photos of your work, four photos of yourself, your family, or your team, and then four tips because you're only going to post on social media 12 times a month and what you post on Facebook can also be posted on Instagram. It's super, super easy. I don't want you guys to overthink this. Social media is not the end-all be-all. It is not where you're going to get new business, but it is where you're going to connect with more potential clients if you show up in the right way and if you're able to send them to your website and if your website is able to capture their information. So it's important that you look at this from the overall marketing sales funnel perspective rather than just, oh, I need to go post something on Instagram for business. All right, guys, I want to keep this episode short and sweet because it's a hot topic. It's an emotional topic. A lot of people get so frustrated about what they think they should be posting on Instagram and they get frustrated because they aren't seeing the results they want. But I challenge you to change what you think about social media. Don't judge your success on social or in business by how many fans or likes or followers you have. Focus instead on how many people can you send to your website and are they the right people. All right, until next time, keep your marketing oh so simple and your message clear. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.